thing saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he, notice this now, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hath kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Father, I pray that you bless here this morning. Spirit of God, I, I yield myself to thee. Lord, I need your clarity of mind. I need strength of body. I need you to guide me. Father, I ask you, please, that as I yield myself to thee, that you would speak to hearts this morning. And give clarity where I cannot. Father, my heart has been overwhelmed in the last week and a half. Lord, I pray, please, that you would help us to continue to be the church that you want us to be. And Lord, that we recognize what that means. So, Holy Spirit, I ask you, please, to fall down upon us. Anoint us to speak and to hear. And Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus, you'd wrap your arms around us as a mighty hedge of protection. We need protection. We need that mighty hedge of protection. We need to be under the blood. God, I pray that you turn back every evil that would try to interfere with what we do today, please. In Jesus' name, amen. Someday soon, I don't know exactly when, but I really feel like the Lord will have me to do a kind of a short series on the, the churches of Revelation and what we can learn from it. But, but this morning, I, I just want us to think for a moment. So often, I believe, we look at these churches trying to determine which one we are or which one we should be or maybe which one some other church or denomination is. The reality, though, I believe, is that these seven are positives in, inside each, uh, not all of these seven, but inside these seven are positives to learn about the church and its people, but also there's negatives and even dangers and warnings. You see, I don't think there's one complete, I mean, uh, perfect church here. I think God's given us uh, many good things as he lists these seven churches. Now, you know, uh, some don't really have much good said about them, and, and, and some have very little negative said about them. So, but none is the perfect church, but what we need to learn is to, is the, uh, to assimilate the good traits found in any of them and 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 that's you know just to learn what God what kind of church God wants us to be. The most important fact, though, as we go through uh, any study of the church, any study of the New Testament church, is this: is that Christ builds the church. Matthew sixteen eighteen says, "And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church." And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It's so crucial that we, that we let God be God and let God build his church. 
Now, that doesn't mean, and I, hopefully I'll make this clear, it doesn't mean we just sit back and relax and say, you know, we don't have to do anything. That's not what it's saying at all. But the fact is, is that I believe we, we, we especially in today's society and all the, the promotional type of things that can be done and all the, the, the Facebook and all the, the social media and all the ways of advertising and marketing, I'm afraid a lot of times we're trying to build the church. But Christ said, I will build my church. Now, I'm going to give just a little side note because, uh, you know, this, this verse is so often confused and misused. But uh, I just want you to know, of course, it's not saying that Christ is going to build his church upon Peter. Uh, it's so clear in Scripture. Peter is Petros, a, a piece of rock, a, a small stone. He would build his church not upon Peter, but upon the statement the foundation stone that Peter made. You see, this rock, or this rock is Petra. Uh, when he, Jesus says, upon this rock I'll build my church, what he's building upon, he's saying that he's building upon, Peter just said, thou art the Christ. And Jesus says, you know what? You're a little stone your name, all he's doing is making a comparison. He said, Peter, it's kind of amazing. No, it's not because Jesus knew long, all, all the time that he would be making this statement. But, but he said, Peter, Peter, your, your name means a rock. And, and Peter, I want you to be a, a rock, a little stone uh, for me that will, will work for me. He said, but, but Peter, you're, 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 you're Petra and, and, and your little stone, he said, but, but I'm going to build upon what you just said, what you believe. Thou art the Christ. That's what the church is going to be built on. If the church is not built on the fact that Jesus is the Christ, then what is it built upon? The statement or the affirmation was when Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus is simply making a comparison of the name and the truth. He says, basically, Peter, your name means a small stone, but what you said is the foundation of the church. And also, just to throw it in here, uh, uh, Peter was not given the key to anything more than any saved, born-again child of God has the key. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19 says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bound on earth, bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We as a born-again Christian have the key, that key. You know what that key is? The key that he's talking about is the authority of Jesus Christ, the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. We have that. Now, that's all a little bit of, bit of preview and foundational to the truth today, but Revelation, I'm going to read it again, Revelation chapter 3, verse 7, it says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hath kept my word, and hast not denied my name. There's so much in here, and I hope I can make this clear. Uh, it was being written and, and uh, uh, worked on by a very fuzzy mind. Okay, but I, along with my wife and Michael, and Jesse and Joe and Nicole and three others from a, a church in Washington State got to observe the miracle, a miracle in the ministry. We really did. The miracle, 
the truth, and here's the, the miracle, the truth that we got to observe. The man does not open doors, God does. Man does not open the doors, God does. Man simply must make himself available. The passage says it like that. Man's got to be willing to work. And God says, I need a man that's willing to work. And he said, I'll open the door. Man must be willing to join in God, join God in God's work. You see, so often, and, and folks, I, I pray that you get this because it took me way too long to learn this truth. But it's the truth that over the last 10 or 12 years, God has just has brought us on a journey to learn and, and to be just implanted in our hearts and minds. But so often we plan, we prepare, we even pray that we can accomplish something good for God. And that all sounds wonderful. We even decide what door should open and we pray that God will open it. But God is searching for a man, a woman, a couple, a family that will work, that will see the door God opens. And when they see the door that God opens, that they'll go through that door. Then after entering that door, they'll keep working and stand for the word of God and keep the name of Christ, remain faithful. I'm not going back to it, but, but if you look in those verses, this is really what God is saying. He's saying uh, just for, the, for us to, to stay faithful to the word of God, to keep the name of Christ, to stand for the name of Christ, to remain faithful to God. And he says, that's what I want you to do when you walk through the door that I've opened for you. But it seems we, that we so often uh, want to get ahead of God and decide what door should open or when it should open. At best, we pray that God will open the door, but in our hurry to succeed, we push open a door and ask God to bless it. Listen to me, folks. God knows where he wants to go, and God knows what he wants to do. God knows how he wants to do it, and God knows when he wants to do it. Did you know that? God knows what he wants to do, and so all we have to do is be prepared when the doors open. Our job is to walk with him, to know him, to yield to him, so that when he opens the door, we will be ready and be a ready and willing servant. Now, this is truly what God wants for Calvary Baptist. There's a, a, a more uh, in the recent, uh, probably last 10 years, more been said about the uh, New Testament church. But that's really what the New Testament church is. It's a church that's seeking God to open the door. Most of the time today, uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, I've spoken to several, you know, in recent days about it, and we've talked about this, but most of the time today to emphasize the New Testament church simply means to take a descriptive name off the sign. By that I mean just take the name Baptist off, and, and there will be, like, the, you know, the churches of Revelation. We'll be the church of Laodicea. We'll be the church of Philadelphia. We'll be the church of Sardis. We'll be the church of Thyatira. You know, we'll be one of those churches, but, but that... The New Testament church is so much more than that. 
The New Testament church is not what his name is, but rather what it believes. The, the Baptist description simply lets everyone know before they enter that we believe and practice New Testament church doctrine. You know, many people have asked me, I've said for many years that, that I'm, I'm not Baptist by birth. You know, I wasn't, my family didn't go to the Baptist church. But I'm Baptist because, in, because the Baptists believe doctrine that I believe is New Testament church doctrine. Now, I'll be honest with you, not all practice it. But the basis of their doctrine is that. If you wanted to go to, just, just give you this example. If you wanted to go to church like the Church of Philadelphia, you might assume that Laodicea would be one since they're both just location named. You think, well, man, you know, I'm traveling and I went to the Church of Philadelphia and so now I'm going to go to the Church of Laodicea because they're both just location named. But you might find when you walk in the door that they're vastly different. I mean, if you've read anything about the churches of Revelation, you know that Philadelphia and Laodicea are on opposite ends of the spectrum. You see, the best hope would be, though, to, to visit a church that's a Philadelphia-type church. Maybe it would be if it was called the first Philadelphia church of Laodicea. You know, if I was going to go to Laodicea, I, I, would, I wouldn't want to go to the Laodicea church. And so if I wanted to go to church like I just left out of Philadelphia, the only way that I can do that without just going here and here and here and here and here is it would help me to know if it was the first Philadelphia church of Laodicea. I would say, well, that's probably similar to my church in belief. That's all that we have today. Now, and this is not the, the, the crux of my message. I'm just, this is all foundational, so that our thought process. The New Testament Church of Calvary Baptist has been blessed. Blessed because there are pe the, the people here, we're not perfect people. I mean, y'all agree with that? I mean, we're not perfect people. But I believe they've been, we've been blessed because of the Scripture. It says in Revelation that they need to be a people of the book. That's what it means when it says it kept his word in verse 8. Who have kept the faith. That's what it means to have not denied his name. So people of the book who are still spreading the, the name of Christ and not denying the name of Christ. I talked to one of the, the young men here, you know, taking a little bit of harassment at his school because, you know, being called one of the church boys. And, and, and I said, hey, that's not a negative. That's a positive. I said, don't let that offend you. What you do is you look at them and smile and say, thank you. Because I... I, I, I am, you know what? I want my life to end up different than where your life is going. And through Christ, I can have that. I told him, I said, you know, if, if you want to uh, you, you know, say change anything, I would look at him and say, no, really, I'm not a church boy. I'm a Jesus boy. But don't let it offend you. Just smile and say, thank you. I'm glad that you think I'm a church boy. 
because Calvary works to support buses, because Calvary works to support those in need of food, because Calvary works to support the poor, because Calvary works to support those sick and shut in, in nursing homes, and assisted living, because Calvary works to win the loss, because Calvary works to support those of the church family in need, because Calvary works to support missionaries, listen to me, God has opened a door. Revelation 3, 7 said, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Notice that? I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. God said, I'm looking for people that love me, seek me, are working for me, and you know what I'll do? I'm going to open a door. I'm going to set before them an open door. Regardless of what the world says about abortion or humanism or homosexual marriage, God has opened a door. Now listen to this. God has opened a door that no man can shut. See, that gives me, that excites me. When I, I used to run into all kinds of battles up at Great Lakes Naval Base. You know, we go up there at that Naval Base, and, and it's amazing. You know, we're, we're just trying to, to keep the guys from going out drinking and, and messing up their lives and getting all, you know, some of them getting killed. And, you know, they'd, they'd hit the uh, all weekend long and go into Chicago and just get their lives wrecked and ruined, and some of them die. And we'd go up there and say, look, what we're doing is going to keep them out of all of that. But yet, still, we would come under attack because there's a great door and effectual open on me and there are many adversaries and so we'd come under attack but I, you know listen to me I, I would just I, I, when the attack comes listen you got to know that God opened the door and they can't shut the door This is why it's so important to be based and grounded in faith. This is why it's so important to be, faith, to be a faith-based ministry. Listen, uh, I'm saying what I believe we have been, but I want us, you know, sometimes you have to recognize what brought you to where you are so that you can continue going where you're going. Because sometimes if you don't recognize it, you just think, well, you know, it just happened, but, but no, uh, there's, there's, God's opening a door to a church, and he has opened a door to us that uh, in a special way, and I'm, you'll understand this in a minute, I hope, but he has opened a door to us in a special way, but because we have been doing what he said we were to do for him to open the door. Now, here's, if you got to, look, we got to continue that. You can't let up there. Man in his zeal may open a door, but listen, and, and this is what's happening, and I've, I've, been, I've been guilty of this, and, and I've, I've been <clears throat> parts of ministries and things that I believe have been guilty of this, but man in his zeal may open a door, but if man opens the door, man can shut the door. See, if, I create, if, I, if I'm the one that opens that door, you know, I have to live with the reality that that door, another man can shut that door on me. But when God opens the door, no man can shut that door. 
That's what kept me going for 20 years at Great Lakes Naval Base. We may get five guys this week, and we may get 105 next week, depending on how bad they were trying to shut the door. But here's what I tell my fellas. Hey, we got five guys. That means they may have got, they may have pushed it pretty tight, but there's still a crack in the door because they cannot shut the door. And they never did. One guy came to me. They were in another church, and, he, and they tried to have a ministry to Great Lakes. And, and they said, man, it's such an attack and such a battle. We've tried several times over the years to get our ministry started, and we never could. And he said, how do you keep going? I said, that, you just answered it. We just keep going. He said, but what about when they shut you down? I said, they can never shut, you, shut us down because God opened the door. God opened the door for Calvary and for Jim's to join hands. God opened the door for the, for the mission in Ghana to continue uh, by the Brown family going there, uh, for Romania to begin as a, as a new mission. But he needed a working people to support it and to do it. You see, we, in our humanity, we didn't see it. But in the Brown family, there was, over the, the, the two and a half years before they left that I was here with them, they, I, I even watched where God was taking them into a level of faith. And then they, they, would, they would level, and then they would go to, an, and then they would have adversaries, and they would have struggles, but they would level off, and they would grow in faith, and they would grow in faith. And, and, and what was happening is, and, and you know, <clears throat> through all of that, uh, sometimes no job and no paycheck, and, and, and yet just running the buses and going after people and still doing, doing the work of God, staying faithful to the Word of God, staying faithful to the name of Christ, that God said, you know what? It's time now that I'm opening a door in Ghana. And folks, I, I wish you could, I wish everyone could have been there for 10 minutes to just see the miracle of what God's doing with a family there that a year ago had no idea they would even go to the mission field. When God opens the door to a working people, he also supplies the need. Not only does God need workers, but workers who will stand for right. 1 Corinthians 16, 9, I've quoted it to you. It says, for a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. You see, this door is God's door. It's a great door because it is God's door. It's a powerful working door. That's what it means, a great door, an effectual door. It's a powerful working door because it's God's door. The door will open when God has a man ready that will walk through it. And you know what? God will close the door when there is no man. Ezekiel twenty two thirty says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before, uh, before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Thank God that God found someone. 
God was looking for a working man, a willing man, but there was none. The opportunity of the door was open, but there was none. Praise God, we have been blessed to have men, women, families that have been willing to work, willing to go, willing to stand. The Brown family has had to, they've gone over there and they've had some battles, folks. They, and we've prayed for them as they've gone through these battles. But you know what's happened? They, they, this is what I told them. You know what? Those battles simply meant you're at the right door. Folks, it said, a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. Look, folks, so often we think it must be the wrong place. It must have been the wrong decision. It must have been the wrong thing. If you're being battled, you are at the right door. You say, well, maybe it's God trying to stop me. Let me tell you something. God don't try to stop you. He stops you. Satan tries to stop you, but he can't stop you because greater is he, he that is in me than he that is in the world. Satan, all he can do is, is be an adversary, be a roaring lion trying to make me want to quit. Don't give up. That's what God's doing over there. I wish I could describe it to you. What I saw in, in this family, the growth and the dependence on God, it, it's just amazing. There are adversaries, but we know we're at the right door when we, when we face those adversaries. God who opened the, opened the door will fight the battle when we walk by faith and trust him. Now listen to this. Revelation 3, 9, this is a portion that we don't. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Do you understand what God's saying here? He's saying if you'll go through his door, the adversaries will come, but when they come, he will fight the battle. You just got to keep walking. You just got to keep serving. You got to keep trusting. You say, but how are we going to win this battle? You don't. God does. So what's the purpose of this message? I'm asking you because I don't know. No. No. Number one, I believe God desires us to praise him. Praise him that he has seen fit to open a door to us. I say us, I mean Calvary Baptist Church. He has opened a door. How did that door open? A family came and lost a child. That's some adversaries. And because they lost a child and they had to stay put for longer. But instead of saying, we must have done something wrong, we must be at the wrong place, no, they said, God, 
how can you use us while we're here? So Michael starts doing spiritual warfare counseling. And many families already in this church have been helped through that counseling. The door was opening by God. God wants us to praise the Lord that we have had people that are willing to work, to go, to walk through the door and stand for God. And as that door opened up, a family said, we'll go. We'll go. Praise the Lord that the lost are getting saved through every door that God has opened to us. You'll hear from Jesse's testimony tonight if he'll be able to get it out. What a spirit that man had. He was the only one of us. He got there and his luggage was lost. And I just want you to know, when your luggage is lost in Ghana, you don't get it tomorrow. He picked up his luggage at the airport when we were headed back home. And I, I'm going to just tell you, you know, Jesse's not a little boy. And... They don't have shirts and pants in Ghana for Jesse. You'd never known it. He was so excited about what God was doing. I tried my best, though. I was so determined I was going to get him one of those chief robes, you know, <laughs> like garb. I said, man, you can put one of those on, and I'm getting a picture before we go home. That's the only time Jesse's ever said to me. He looked at me and he said, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> but boy, God, it was so exciting to see him. One night, we were st stranded. We had taken a boat across the lake and God preserved us, and the boat was late coming back, which was such a blessing because if it had come back on time, we would have been halfway across that lake when the incredible storm came up. And I said, you know, it was about 20 of us on that, that boat, and there, I think there were two life preservers. And I'm not sure they were any good, but, but uh, I, you know, I, I told them, I said, man, such... God's so good because if we had been out in the middle of that lake when that storm came up, there had been some kids crying. And this would be a big kid. But God stranded us there. And while we were stranded, started singing and a bunch of kids came up and Jesse preached to them and eight of them got saved. I believe God wants to motivate us to continue to work. For God will open a door to a people who will work for him and with him and by faith trust him. So what I'm saying this morning is let us not push open our own door. Let's 
stay faithful to God, to his word, to his will, to his door. So when the door is opened, man can't close it. There's a great confidence when you know that God is doing this. We'll talk about it tonight, but some of you won't be here, I'm sure, but, but, well, no, you'll all be here. Michael, for several years, has been praying for this, this one beautiful spot on the lake where there's a big hotel and, and restaurant. It, 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 you understand, it's Ghana Hotel and Restaurant, but, but, uh, it's right there on the lake, and it's called Paradise. And, and uh, Mike had been praying God would give him that and so he could be a place to train and a place to do. And God has never seen fit to give that. But on this trip, Joe Beth and I and some others hiked across 15 acres of land. This stretches from the lake up the side of a mountain. So much more beautiful than paradise. And it's been given to the mission. You see, God's going to build his paradise. So, Maybe you might want to join us at Calvary Baptist. We're a people of the book. We believe it. We're striving to live it. We're imperfect, but we're striving. We're people who are growing in faith, believing God is the one who opens and shuts the doors. We're people striving to work for the Lord, but not in our strength or our will, but by his strength and his will. Because it's his door. It's his word. It's his fight. So just understand that's who Calvary is. And I want Calvary Baptist Church to understand what it's going to take to continue seeing God open the door. We've got to let him direct our steps. We've got to remain a people praying, seeking him and his direction, and then saying, Lord, do you open the door? We've got to remain a people that says, we're going through it. You call, we go. It's incredible what God is doing. I've already talked to one family that said they want to join with us Different ones will say, what's the requirements? It's New Testament church. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, truly be saved, trust him in Christ alone. Have followed the Lord or willing to follow the Lord in believer's baptism. We believe it's the same way Jesus was baptized. Baptizo is the word in, in the Bible. It means immersed. Those are only requirements. Say, why you say the other stuff about who you are? Just so you know who you're joining. It's who we are, people that want to live by faith, grow in faith, a people who will be willing to walk through the doors that God opens.
That's what I want our church to continue to be. And tonight I, I'll try to share a little bit more about the trip. Jesse, of course, will. Uh, I'm just telling you, if ever you can, you need to go see what's happening through the door that God opened to us. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless Lord Jesus. I pray that, uh, that we will be a people.